Even before John Hubley, the former Disney animator, created our famous Marky, I want my Mapo character, caring moms knew just how great our instant oatmeal was. With the natural goodness of cracked oats and all natural maple flavor, Mapo, Vermont-style oatmeal, is an original. It's quick, easy to prepare, and delicious. And best of all, families love it. Now food experts, doctors, nutritionists, and dietitians have come to recognize the health benefits of Mapo oatmeal. Its soluble fiber makes it a heart-healthy choice that can help reduce cholesterol. And with calcium, iron, folic acid, and five essential vitamins, it's an ideal breakfast for growing children. The delicious taste is family approved every day. No wonder moms, kids, and Marky all say, I want my Mapo. This episode brought to you by Mapo. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Ho, ho, hoes. Uh, it is Christmas time here. Um, if you're listening to this while you're driving to your parents' house, stop that car, turn around, go home, because there's a pandemic happening <laughs> as we speak, folks. We are, uh, we are eschewing all pandemic laws. We are together here talking about Christmas time Boys, how's your week been? Mike? I've had a very exciting week, honestly, Aaron. Uh, this is probably the most shit I've done in a week in a long time. It's because you're lazy. Well, that. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm done with school, so I have a little bit of free time. Well, very first, before we get it out of the way, just, just to get it out of the way, the annual, or the, not annual, but the, <laughs> the weekly... What did you cook this week? I made a tiramisu, motherfucker. All right, well, next... <laughs> <laughs> Tobert, how was it? It was amazing. Thank you. It was delicious. It really was. I want to get that recipe. Cookie, all right. Uh, Tolbert, how high are you right now? Your little beady eyes are freaking Moderately. me out. Moderately. All right, what'd you do this week, Mike? Well, Wednesday, we had our progressive dinner for the neighborhood, which was where Tolbert got to have our ama- my amazing tiramisu. Mm-hmm. Tolbert, though, the worst part is Tolbert and Katie opted to do appetizers. So progressive dinner, each house does a course. And of course, like the Tolberts are just going to like, bat this shit out of the ballpark right and really set that standard really high right i was off all day had time to cook and just chill made some cocktails yeah i mean it was it was phenomenal so tobert set it off right with fancy meatballs and chicken wings and this that sounds delicious this crazy weird cheese that you could toast like bread it was awesome yeah um dips katie made hummus homemade hummus though yeah i like homemade hummus yeah homemade hummus is where it's at and then we ended with my tiramisu it's pretty good that was, right. that was Wednesday. All right. That Thursday. was a Wednesday night. I was wasted. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a weeknight. I'm like, fuck, I am hammered. Well, what, what was the main course? The main course, Palmer did a salmon. salmon. Oh. It was like bistro potato, like potatoes roasted. Yeah. And, potatoes with, and purple with carrots and shit. The fancy, fancy carrots. I don't think I've ever heard him say the word salmon, but I think that he's Always the kind the of person that, that he uses the word, the, the L in that word. Um, salmon it was delicious though it was great salmon yeah. the, whole, the whole night was fun and it was great and i was off ish the next day which was awesome so you got, got to get fucked up we got, we got i didn't get fucked up we imbibed a little bit though and then the next day i for the first time ever worked on a movie set 
Yeah, oh, TV, I forgot TV, about that. TV, yeah, TV yeah. set. TV How boring set. was that? So fucking boring. I have been on <laughs> multiple TV and movie sets. And Holy shit. And it's just standing around and, the and, whole time. And honestly, the assistant director warned me. He said, you know, it's going to be a lot of just sitting around. I was like, it's cool, man. I'll have my phone. It's whatever. They're paying me an okay hourly rate. Like, I'll just like chill. Um, but ultimately, you know, I got there when I was supposed to. They were behind. So for my it's first, always, for my first two and a half hours, I got paid to sit there while they filmed a different scene. Not the scene I was helping with, but I was there to be a physical therapy advisor. Was it actually at the Screen Gym Studio? Yeah, it was okay. Screen Gym Studio. That's um, a cool studio. It's dude, big. It, just it's the, very big. Being on and in it is really interesting. I don't want to go in like the nitty gritty, but it, also hard hat clipboard rule applies. Yeah. You walk with purpose anywhere, nobody's going to say a damn thing. I I mean, I had to get a COVID test. I did all this sort of stuff preemptively. But, you know, day of, pull up, park my car, just walk right to the fucking studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like a guy just comes up to me and is like, hey, man, if you're going to be on set, you got to wear this N95. I'm like, cool, man. Doesn't ask who I am, what I'm there for, or anything like that. So, But it was, it was fun. Um, but I got to be a physical therapy advisor for a scene on the show high town not to give too much away but you know one of the guys it's a town to tie <laughs> one of the guys is is get, about to get therapy he had an injury right he's gonna be getting therapy while he's in prison and uh they asked me for my professional opinion on how the scene would kind of look and honestly they used a lot of the shit i told them and then like really like dived into it it was pretty cool because like originally the scene walks in and they're like, all right, this is where he takes his first couple steps. And I'm like, that that wouldn't happen like that at all. Like they wanted to pull the walker away. Kids stand in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, ah, no, we don't do that. You have these nice parallel bars right here. We're going to do right. right there. And then you're going to like, you know, get him in there and you're going to have him take a hand off. And he's going to like stumble a little bit and then he's going to find his way. And they like spent two and a half hours shooting the the, the, the guy picking his hand up off the parallel bar. I was like, up just directing the whole. I was gonna scene. say shit, man. He's yeah, you in the chair. Back. He's like, no, 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 hey, cut, look, cut, cut, cut. I've, I've done a. I've put my wrestling podcast buddy through a table, and we shot this awesome basketball scene. I'm pretty good at this shit. You want me to keep going? <laughs> well, but right. it, it was really cool. It was really interesting. You want to know the sad thing? Yes. I walk into this set, and obviously set designers and guys are, like, amazing, and their props guys are really cool. This fake PT gym was nicer than half of the skilled nursing facility gyms I've been in. Oh, I'm sure. And worked that actually <laughs> rehab people. Yeah. I walked in. I was like, what the fuck? You got the fancy thing from Instagram? <laughs> Dude, it was wild. Like, you shipped that over to the office? I was, like, like, we, I, I was just like, we don't even have that in my office. We don't even have those in my office. You got two fucking recumbent bikes? This is amazing. It was, it was insane. It's got to look good. Cookie's giggling over there. So I what else it, did you do? I, I know that wasn't the only Holy thing you shit. did. I went to the zoo this weekend. The North Carolina, North Carolina not, zoo. Not the Trigumbo Totem Inn Zoo. Absolutely not. I will never, never patronize that place. <laughs> Can I say that when I was a child, I was five years old. Uh, our class, my kindergarten class was supposed to go to the Trigumbo Totem Inn Zoo. I, I was super pumped about this, right? I got chicken pox the day before, much like the kid in Home Alone 3 that we will be talking about in a little bit. I was not able to go to the Trey Gumbo Totem and Zoo, but my mom took me a couple days later. I kind of had to wear like a mask. Like I, I remember like 
Mom didn't want me to like infect a bunch of people, right? Given those sad, sad creatures chicken pox. I know. And nowadays, my mom would have like never taken me to something like that. But that was like early 90s. Yeah, let's go look at some sad animals. Yeah, shit's wild back then. But yeah, no, the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro, um, you know, Amanda's parents were trying to be kind of conscious. We didn't want to go home for the whole holiday thing, especially with my son being... Um, young and it's his first Christmas we wanted to do it here so we we agreed to meet in Asheboro spent the weekend in a hotel but went to the the zoo walked around Elliot is like just getting into be that age where like it's fun to take him to those kind of things right he was howling at the wolves and and (laughs) not like singing it but you know just like oh um but yeah the worst the worst part honestly was that the whole reason we wanted to go is because he loves elephants and we wanted to kind of show him the elephants kid fell asleep about 10 minutes before we got to the elephant so then i'm like shaking him awake (laughs) and like picking him up and like (laughs) jostling him he's a kid he's like sleeps like a fucking sack of potatoes so like he was not super interested which really kind of like broke my heart a little bit but then we we uh we got the way it's a huge natural it's habitat. Massive. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So nice. like the, the elephants have so much space, and so you, we went up the path a little bit of ways, and I kind of like made him walk, and he kind of woke up, and then like we got there and to the other spot, and he saw the elephants, and he was like, "Ooh, elephants!" I said, "What's an elephant sound make?" And he goes, Bruh! "I'm like, yeah, damn right, kid. He loves elephants." All right, I had a great weekend. I had a great week. This is awesome. This is the most pumped I've seen a uh, a mic in a long time. I also got to watch Sunday. I also got to watch two really good Christmas movies and then another one. But yeah, yeah, just a general movie. Wow. Talbert, um, what did you do this week? I watched Mike's dog while he had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I watched his giant dog. Obi's a good boy. He's just so big. Very big. <laughs> he's funny though. He's he's a good boy. He gets slightly a little more excited when he comes over because he doesn't have two kids climbing on him. Yeah. And he gets all the oh, attention. Oh, he gets a rest in peace. Yeah, so he gets all the attention. <laughs> oh, but, people uh, rest. Dude, him and I, he just laid at the end of the couch with me all weekend while we did shit. Yeah. He's cool. Wait, but I work. October rated villages. To- yeah, yeah. I, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm like 70 hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You, you, that you come was my week. And, and he's got that like blue paint on him. And like, <laughs> he's got like a little man bun and an axe. And he attacks your children and no, tries to rape but, and pillage. You know, hours are shortened. It's been 40 degrees outside every day this week. Yeah, it's been a little bit um, lame. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been decorating and cooking a little bit and christmas shopping you know typical grind so i'm trying to think i i i've had to study for a drone test this week uh oh friday night boys i got to see my first tso concert yeah yeah trans-siberian orchestra would you like just watch it on tv so jasmine's grandma is a huge tso fan I didn't know that you were even called TSO, right? <laughs> I thought that, that like... No one's got time to say all that. And when, when I even got them confused with Mannheim Steamroller, I don't even know. Is, are, is that a thing? Mannheim yeah, Steamroller? Like, no. All right. So she bought virtual tickets for a virtual concert. Y'all have like a 7.1 sound system or something like that? Because you just told us now and if you didn't. She's, well, it was nice. That is the most genius in cheesiest way to make money i think ever like these guys are all like rejects from like good bands but they can play music they just look like rock stars it's a bunch of, it's a way for a bunch of old men to groom really hot women with lasers <laughs> and smoke and fire and it's crazy rock and roll man it's a it, 
Seeing it live was really, really cool. It got me into the Christmas spirit. Like the whole it, time, it does, Jasmine and I are like, okay, this is not it at all. Like, you can, you can play this be. music at Kohl's starting in October. I'd be down with that. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Yeah. It, it's definitely something a little bit different. We got to decorate the tree. The tree looks, looks very good. nice. It's sparkling. We put some balls on it and some stuff. I, I was vetoed. I did want to do the 1980s southern grandma tinsel all over it but you know just like mm -hmm. throwing the tinsel on it my grandma did the tinsel yeah my grandma did too and uh she vetoed me i i got to it's a fire hazard yeah, yes 100 percent. very much so <laughs> but my grandma loved it it looked awful at, at, at our house when i was growing up like looking at some Do of the pictures still sell loose tinsel i don't know man i mean you can get it on a string but i don't think they just sell you loose tinsel anymore it it was something different back in the day like that was that was the the southern grandma charm right there. Two dollar steak, a uh, decorating podcast. That's right. Uh, Cookie, how <laughs> was your week? <laughs> uh, you know what? I worked with my buddy. Did some woodwork with him. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Did you hey, learning new skills. Did you whittle? Well, yeah. What did you, you know, do, Cookie? Uh, we rebuilt our workout platform. So Wait, did a lot of work. That's not woodwork. That's, <laughs> just, that's just building something. What is, is that not woodwork? Butterfly joints or biscuits involved in that? Not that I know of. Okay, we were constructing. Sorry, we were. There you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. That's, that's what constructing <laughs> a workout. Who was over here pulling building hours, cabinets. building cabinets and tables and shit? I thought a workout what platform. What we should have done is allowed him to think that he was woodworking, <laughs> and then sent him to go do a project with Howard one day. And Dad, yeah. I would say, Dad, just use all the terminology. Just, hey, just hey, Cookie, hand me that Craig jig. Don't and know. then Cookie would just be completely intimidated <laughs> and never want to do it again. I know That's skills. How I feel every time I try to want to do like woodworking with my father. Like I can figure stuff out on my own, but with my dad just like yelling at me the whole time, <laughs> I can't figure out anything. And then like I get into my own head and it becomes a thing. I love listening to Howard yelling at Oh my god! So so tell me about this construction work that you did. So what we did, uh, we, like I said, we rebuilt our workout platform, uh, basically from scratch, scratch, sorry guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it was basically just a bunch of cutting and re-drilling. Uh, I used an industrial drill that I've never heard of before, but apparently it's used for like, uh, I, I guess it's for hooking up like water lines and stuff like that. It's one of the strong, it's a strong ass drill. I like don't know what it's called. Hey Cookie, that's a power tool drill. Like a hammer drill? Maybe it's a hammer drill. It's not, I mean, it's typically used for like lines and stuff like that. Water lines and stuff. Okay. Just a big ass drill, man. Yeah. If it, I mean, it's a drill with a handlebar on it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a power tool yeah. drill. That's what we yeah, were talking about last week. Yes. Yeah, that was that was nothing compared to what I used this past weekend. It was pretty crazy. So, do you feel that, that you learned? I've learned a good bit. I, I've, I've learned how to use a square. Didn't really know what the hell that was. Now I know what that is. Like I said, a skill saw is one of the hardest things I've like tried to do. I mean, I thought I thought you'd like using a skill saw to the saw down a straight line is harder than you think. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you gotta have a guideline, man. Sometimes making a jig helps. Oh See, my god, my dad. That's all my dad does is make like jigs, jigs that like make things easier. And he's then gonna, it complicates he's, everything. He's got a pile of jigs. <laughs> he really does. Like, like I might need this lighter. 
when we were building my fence, he made up all sorts of things that like, yeah, and then you just stick it on like this and this, 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 and then we're done. And then four months later, we finally got that motherfucker finished. What else, Cookie? Anything else? Pop it. No, man. Just uh, just been doing a lot of working out, watching my diet. I've gone a little vegan. It's pretty good. What? Man. A little? Yeah. You can't just go a little vegan. Vegan's like a philosophy, Cookie. You got a little vegetarian. I mean, I mean, I was no, I would say I'm like ninety percent vegan. Like a lot of the stuff that I bought has been vegan stuff. Vegan patties, vegan chi- like chicken patties and, and stuff you like eaten that. Cheese. Are you wearing a belt? I stay away from cheese. I do not eat cheese anymore. Oh, okay. All right. So, so Cookie is now vegan on the two dollar steak, a pro <laughs> wrestling cookie. podcast. Healthy Cookie, baby. A healthy Cookie. Cookie. Now, if you you are making cookies from now on, you can't use butter anymore. Shit. <laughs> Applesauce, coconut oil. Coconut oil. That's a good idea. Okay. That's good to know. I have not made cookies in a while, so we'll, we'll use Anyways, that. Anyways, so next weekend we're going to do we, – we didn't do our video. So next weekend we are going to do a cooking. Potentially. Uh, potentially. We've got to make sure it fits in my schedule. What, what, what's on your I'm schedule? i like the light show next Sunday. I forgot to tell he, you that. He's a dad. He's got a holiday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. It's and, Saturday. Yeah, when my brother's in town. What, what light show? Down in Myrtle Beach. The drive-thru light show thing. But Christmas will be over. Yeah, but kids don't know that. He's <laughs> got a point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're doing that on Sunday. Yeah. All right, all, right. We're gonna, all right, I'm just saying, if we can fit in, I don't want to like, I don't want to guarantee. Why don't you bring your brother here with us? I don't want to guarantee people. I want him to, to a, help. A, a holiday spectacular, and we might not be able to pull it off. I think that we should try, at, at the very least, to do the taste test. I mean, just, all right, go on with your idea, Aaron. And the magic of Christmas, we can pull this off, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little twinkle in my eye and <laughs> touch my nose, and this shit's going get, to get put together. Anyways. This week at $2 Steak, we are talking about Christmas movies, some of them having to do with professional whoa, whoa. wrestling. Where's the air asterisk? Because Cookie's movie is not a Christmas movie. It, it, it technically takes place during Christmas. It takes place in the fucking... No, we're going we're gonna to get into this. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> he's already, he's already it's Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. All right. So, but it is... In winter. In winter, and there are Christmas lights up. Mm, not really. The season... It, it is kind of, yeah. It's fucking, right, go on, go on. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about Christmas movies. Let's go ahead and talk about them. We're not talking about wrestling that much this week. There are two. Kinda. <laughs> we're kind of talking about wrestling. It's going to be interesting. Uh, stay tuned. This uh, this week, Aaron was like, uh, just rolls a TV cart into the classroom. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is guys, me not uh, having to watch it's wrestling. It's Christmas. Uh, you guys just watch these movies. Uh, have a good break. <laughs> I don't think I'm phoning it in because I, we definitely had to watch a lot I more content. I watched more content this week. Yeah, yeah he definitely didn't phone it in, but he had some uh, relaxing fun with us. Oh, God. Like, I getting through all three movies was a chore for <laughs> me, definitely. So... All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some movies. Movies. I always remember the time I spent with you. November, December, April, May, and June. You are my angel baby. You're so fine. All right, for the first movie of the evening, uh, Santa with Muscles. <laughs> All right, we got Santa with Muscles uh, aired or debuted or whatever the fuck you want to call it, 1996. Yes. Is that your birthday cookie? 93. Okay. So, 
So Cookie might have enjoyed this when he was a kid then. I, I, he could have. Never have seen this ever. All right, moment. Santa. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, oh God. It. it was – so let's just go ahead and start. Santa with Muscles stars Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, we have a critically acclaimed cast. Um, Don Stark from that 70s show. Critically acclaimed? I mean, it's, a, it's acclaimed. It's uh, a cast. It's a cast. We a got, familiar face. We got Mila Kunitz as a you know one of the child actors. Yeah. A uh, big name here, Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. So Ed Begley Jr. A big name on Saint Elsewhere. He was a doctor on that TV show. Mom used to make me watch that as a child. And then um, those are the notables. We also have a Clint Howard appearance. So. Clint Howard is apparently Ron Howard's brother. You didn't know that. I did not know that until last night. Um, he is, everybody knows who this guy is. To describe him, he's like the Weasley guy with like the, the perfectly bald top and yeah. shoehorned hair. Yeah. Um, all right. So this movie is so bad that it's good in a way. Uh, Let's go ahead and just start reading some of the IMDb review titles. Okay. You'll laugh, you'll cry. A painful film experience yes. that I'd probably watch again. Yeah, I, I, okay. Dear God, what have we done to deserve this torture? <laughs> Watching this movie felt like receiving a giant leg drop. It was somewhat painful to watch. Yeah. Nose bleedingly bad. The worst ever. Please kill me. So I, I was also looking. It was like ranked number three as worst Christmas movies of all time. Uh, yeah, so apparently... So, in my IMDb research, this was at one point even lower ranked, had less stars than it does now. I think it's, it's got like two something. I think right? it's currently sitting at a 2.6. Okay. Out of 10 on IMDb. No Shawshank Redemption. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, no, not at all. There are some continuity errors. A um, lot. There's some pretty bad acting. But let me go ahead. In my, you know, state last night, I felt the need that. You know, this movie does not have a well-written um, summary. Are, are you going to give me one? You go on to the IMDb page and you see, you scroll down. Because I was like, at first I was like, what am I getting into? And, you know, the storyline section is just, it's just not accurate, actually. It says an evil millionaire believes he is Santa Claus after an accident renders him amnesic. And that just doesn't tell you the whole story. So I wrote the whole story. I'm waiting for IMDb to um, accept my edit, but I'll go ahead and read it because Tolbert didn't watch this. So it is I did not. a self-absorbed and freewheeling, quote-unquote, richest man in 10 states develops amnesia after a botched getaway attempt while escaping in an inept authority figure. He forgets who he is, is convinced he is Santa, and manages to prevent an Alberto Del Rio incident to a lowly orphanage superintendent. <laughs> Turns out there's a ministry afoot looking to steal and cheat their way into riches and power like any good heel faction archetype. This leads to our protagonist developing empathy while also remembering who he is. We get a classic swerve near the go-home stage and find out that the good guy and the bad guy were once best friends, but... Maybe not the best friends. And their past diverge at said orphanage. Long story short, Hogan goes over, bad guys lose, and they never do say if the orphans find a home. Yeah, what, I was confused. about. Did, did he just take them in? Did he take the children I in? I have no idea. So the idea is there's this 
Hulk Hogan character. He's this kind of like whatever dude. His name's Blake something. He has a, a health food. He has a health food and thing. supplement thing. Yeah, and he, you know he just doesn't care about other people. There's a scene where they ask him if he wants to donate. He says no because you give him uh, inch, they'll take a mile kind of thing. Right. Blake has rules, um, some of which are never surrender and other th- sorts of things. There's like 280 of them. He is. Yeah, he he opening, was explaining. Ben. The opening scene is him. Um, <laughs> fighting his butler chef and driver yeah it reminded me of like oh, a, pizza's here. oh the pizza's here go get the pizza tobes i got it did you already pay for it yeah it's, yes this pizza already is better than this movie yeah i i felt like it, it this was a very 90s style uh deliciousness or you gotta sign it too uh, uh yeah so the general idea with santa with muscles okay is that he's kind of a freewheeling dude. They're doing whatever he wants. Him and his buddies go play paintball, and they shoot paintballs at a cop. Right. And then there's a police chase. And so then Hulk Hogan's character runs into a mall, hides, falls down a dumpster chute, hits his head, develops amnesia. Uh, An elf who is short on his luck and owes Mr. Frost, the bad guy, money. And the dad from that 70s show. Yeah. And he, uh, he convinces that this Blake guy that he's Santa. And then Blake goes ahead and fights bad guys and does all this sort of stuff, goes to an orphanage because he feels the need to f- help the said orphanage, which, by the way, only has three orphans. Um, yeah, but it was like the, the best three orphans you can get. There was like... The Mila, pr- there's Mila Kunitz. Right. The girl with the nasally voice. Right. And then the uh, kid with the big ears who was in every 90s show ever. And then that girl with the blonde... Yeah, the girl with the blonde hair, the, the, the voice... Yeah, she maybe a, the the greatest singer of our she, generation. She has a deep moment with Hulk Hogan, or Blake, or Sam, Blake, whatever. Yeah. Um, Aaron, how did that go? Uh, I was just trying to. Uh, what what was it? Was something about an angel? I have no idea. It was so terrible. I tried to put it out of my head. My eyes twitching. It's so bad. It, it's, they sang together, and then Hogan sang with her, and then it just ended up being a moment. All right. Anyway. Um, so it's full of cheesy acting. They're the you know the bad guy's Mr. Frost. He has a entourage of other bad people right. to help him do their things. Right. We have Doctor Blight, who is a bad doctor. We have Doctor Flint, who is a bad archaeologist. Right. We have Doctor Vile, who likes smelly, poopy methane smells. I, I feel like like that one's the most relatable one out of all. Of them. And we have Doctor Watt, who likes electricity. Uh, it's just really it's really bad. It's it's rushed at the end. Apparently, there's this catacomb where these kids had a hangout, but then there was a vaulted door that led to these cr- amazing crystal. Yeah, but it was like quartz crystals that explode, explode with, when you throw with, them with vibration, and they're worth millions. And I think that's why Mr. Frost, who also is a germaphobe and way like Mr. Frost in '96, knew more than we did in yeah. 2020 because he just disinfected everything. He, all of his stuff was on Zoom. Right. And he had a, uh, a full body suit when he went out in public. So he, know, he knew something was up. Um, but he was trying to get these crystals that happened to be underneath this orphanage. It was so bad it was good. I would watch it again. I watched it while drinking, which made it better. I had my own little mystery science theater 3000 kind of thing where I'm just laughing. Did you watch it with anybody else? Amanda. I watched it with Amanda. We were drinking while we did it. Did Amanda enjoy it? She didn't quite find as much enjoyment out of it. I guess because I was drinking. She wasn't. She was really tired from the zoo. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, Hulk Hogan's uh, not his worst work. 
He actually sold a couple of the uh, the fight scenes. Um, of course, the brothers got to go over. Brutus the Barber Beefcake was in it. Uh, yeah, we had a little thing there. He played a. Um, he played Yellowface. Yeah, yeah, culturally misappropriated um, ninja guy. Yeah. Who Hogan also does the Karate Kid and then stomps a pew, yeah. knocks Brutus the Beefcake out. Um, I wonder if they had heat after that. No, because Beefcake was the guy that carried Hogan's luggage. Okay. Anyway, uh, ter- Terry Bollet, terrible actor. Terrible. It was so overacted. Yeah, it was really bad. It was so, like terrible. I got to spend some time with actual actors. Them motherfuckers know what they're doing. Hulk Hogan sucked. But can they draw uh, 97,000 people at the Pontiac Silverdome? The more I, no, the more I watch and learn about Hulk Hogan, I don't understand how Hulkamania happened. Can they pick up it was Andre times, the Giant? Brother. I just, I think it's because they just, they only got little pieces of them. It's like you're so saturated in 2020 with all these content creators and characters and all this sort of stuff. So if you suck, people are going to figure it out pretty fucking quick. Right. Um, Hulk Hogan has no, had no reason to become what he became. And he has no reason acting. By the way, we didn't even mention his fucking hair. His oh, fake, beautiful hair. Oh, yeah. hair, his wig or hair plugs or whatever the fuck that was. That threw me off so much. His mustache looked good. Yeah. I just, it, it's, this movie has so many incidents of just obscure randomness that yeah. is, at one point, the police shoot a bazooka at Blake's <laughs> Hummer mm. and miss, and they hit the poor. You know, it's some of those, that, that army surplus that they buy off. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, again, another 2020 yeah. precursor. Um, you know what? This, you know, what do we say on uh, IMDb? Its current rating is 2.6 stars. I would give it a solid 3.3. Okay. Out out of 10. Yeah. All right. I would watch it again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Only if only just to laugh at it in a hysterical way. Yeah. And, uh, there was just a couple scenes oh, I didn't that made even me talk about some. I mean, I don't know how this could go on forever. We don't want terrible weapons. Yeah, Hulk the Hogan, weapons. Yeah. Hulk Hogan sold to an inflatable candy cane. Yeah, the bad guys had T squares. Cookie, you 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 learned what a, a square was. A T square was the weapons yeah. that the bad guys had. They were holding them like they were axes, but they're just T squares. Hulk Hogan also like had chains on the back of an ice cream truck full of people and was able to like stop it. That's why I said he, he's, he prevented the Alberto Del Rio incident. Uh, anyways. All right. I'm, I'm done with Santa with muscles. Uh, me- really? Cause we could talk about how Mila Kunitz, a child slave labored over his Santa outfit, gave him a V cut, cut off the sleeves in one night. I mean, that's a Christmas miracle. It was a miracle. There's a lot of stuff we could yeah. talk about. Well, I didn't even get to Mike's rules. We have Blake's rules in the movie. I have. A couple oh, you, rules. you've got, give me Mike's I've got, rules. I've got a couple rules when it comes to work. When I ran a PT clinic, these are some of my rules when it came to corporate philosophies and shit like that. All right. Number one, don't fuck with my money. Okay. Company or you know, fellow employees, if you do something that fucks with my money, we're on bad terms. Okay. All right. Always look out for number one. Do what you need to do to get yourself over, brother. That's, that's when it very comes to, Terry When Bolio. it comes to companies. Yes. Don't you do, don't, don't bend over for the man, man. Right. Every company's out here to fuck you. You're selling your soul to them for a price. You go get yours. Don't hang around and wait for hopes and dreams. All right. Number three. Don't ask anybody to do something you wouldn't do. Those are Mike's rules. Uh, I like it. 
I, I believe that, that some of that also kind of goes with Homer Simpson's philosophy. Oh, yeah. If you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really <laughs> half-assed. <laughs> That's the American way. I like Homer. Uh, give me your social media update for the week. Oh, shit. Uh, well, we're still at 305. Yeah, I think we didn't really do much with we social didn't media. Do, this week. Any, all right, follow us at number two dollar steak underscore in case we ever do anything on social media ever week again. Before Christmas layoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 305, like we are literally stuck. I tweeted out something about Home Alone 3. Got nothing. It's just a testament to how terrible that fucking movie is. Um, nice. Literally, that's the only tweet we had this week. Tolbert is... Hanging on. Did Tober post anything this week? Oh, really. Tober down 150. Oh, no. Ooh, Tober. brother, that's tough. He did post. Must have been that sex pod. <laughs> um, a picture from tonight with the Maypo and the this beer. This is what you guys are <laughs> I love. I love that he always back, like. Backdoors one back in. Backdoors one in during the podcast. Aaron, you have a very flamboyant looking look on your face with your hand gesture as well. Um, and Tober, the, the microphone is just way too much in this photo. Rule of thirds, brother. And that mic's taking up a lot of space. Well, I, I got to look at this now. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, I, I do look like I'm, I'm emoting for like some. <laughs> yeah, Tober. It, <sighs> it's interesting. What? It's already got 14, 14 likes. There this, you go. This, hey, this is why we are who we are, though. <laughs> this is why we have the online presence that we do. Um, you know, Please talk to us. Watch these movies. We've we talked about saying it with muscles. We're gonna talk about the epicness that is Tolbert's movie, and we're gonna talk about the dog shit that is Cookie's movie coming up. All right, for the strong style, I don't even know if this could be considered strong style, but Cookie, you were tasked to review the movie that you were the only person that liked it this past yep. week in the group chat. Uh, it is Home Alone 3, and I, I have to tell you, Cookie, it was a struggle to get through. Can I just say, not to keep stealing Cookie's thunder, I just Googled, is Home Alone 3 a Christmas movie? Home Alone 3 is the only film not to take place around or during Christmas time. Did you know there was also like Home Alone 4? And that is from HomeAloneFandom.com. Oh, are we going to trust Tolbert's website on HomeAloneFandom.com? <laughs> Continue, Cookie. Continue. I'm going to shoot down everything you, sh you fire off, brother. Go ahead. Here we go. This was the first one that I watched. Go ahead. The debate that one, Mike. It was the first one I watched. Home Alone 3, baby. 1997. I saw it in theaters. So Ooh. there was only one year difference between this and Santa with muscles. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like there was so oh, much yeah. more of a budget for Home Alone 3. Because there was. You still had John Hughes producing it. He wrote it. And, yeah, and wrote it. He's there a National go. Lampoon's guy. Yeah, he, he wrote like all the like good movies back in the 80s and 90s and then just fell off because of Home Alone oh. 3. Oh, get the <laughs> hell out of here. Let's, let's go ahead and let's get this started, boys. All right. I'm going off. Here we go. Right. Let's start this. Little plot info. Four oh. Russian thieves have stolen an Air Force missile chip and stashed it in a toy car. Uh, going through TSA, bags accidentally get uh, swapped and, and taken during this TSA checkpoint. Mrs. Hess, an older lady, mistakes this bag for hers, which leads the thieves to a quiet neighborhood in Chicago during Christmas time. I don't care what you say, no. Mike. It's during Christmas. Cookie, I don't think you would have been allowed in that neighborhood. Just saying. 
Uh, probably not, but I'll get a to that a little later. Yeah. <laughs> Tudor houses? No. Home they, alone. they definitely would have called him and like, uh, <laughs> Cookie would have been like, but I live here. And they would have been like, no, 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 you don't. Which house? And Cookie's like, I don't have to tell you which house. I've seen it week after week on Karen's Gone Crazy on, on Instagram. Home alone because oh, the child is sick. What do you do but find ways to get in trouble? No, your parents aren't leaving you thousands of miles away. How unrealistic is that? First off, Kevin McAllister is the youngest. Wait, hold on. Are you trying to build your movie up by shooting <laughs> down the yes, others? 100%. Are you trying to shoot down the greatest Christmas movies ever? Home Alone 1 and 2, unrealistic, like I, I said. I can, agree, I can agree with him on that. I can. I, you have to suspend this belief or belief for a little bit. Okay. But would Mama, the Mama Cookie, you never got Mama. left anywhere as a child. No, no. Wow. Your, your parents must have loved you. <laughs> they love me. Would Mama Varnum leave her baby boy in Walmart or leave him thousands of miles away? To in go a to belk. Fight? In a belk once. I got, I got left at church once. Uh, in a belkberry, I went into the elevator. Mom and dad were like, where's Aaron? And then they saw me. I didn't know that you have to press a button to make the elevator go up a level. And I was like slamming on the glass <laughs> like, I'm stuck. I can't, I'm stuck in this elevator. And mom's like, where's my baby? And then I'm just like slamming on the glass on that elevator at the belt. That's, uh, that's, that's my trauma. <sighs> Let's ask this question real quick. Did Kevin McAllister ever call the cops? No. Yes, he, he did. did. At the end of he the first did. one. In, in the, in, yeah. Oh, he at calls the end. The I'm talking to... about during. During no, the movie. Called... Like, this movie could have been Look, the You don't want to draw play. attention to yourself. What? No, he could have called the cops, and the cops could have came, took the bad guys away. When they were in the house, they were in the house at one point. Oh, really? The... Really, Cookie? Because did they take the bad guys away in your movie? No, they did not. Exactly. Why the fuck would he call the cops? He knew he had to handle his shit himself. Blood pressure, Mike. Blood pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Alex tried to call the cops, and when he did, when he did, when they did come, they didn't find anyone. They did this twice. So the, now we have what? We got uh, the boy who cried wolf. Correct. This is the boy mm -hmm. who cried wolf. This whole movie. So what does he have to do? He has to take it upon himself to save not only his neighborhood, but himself and his family from these four <laughs> Russian thieves. All I right. I don't know if they were Russian. I think that one guy was French. And then the other people were American. Really? And they were hired no, by really an Asian weird. guy. Yeah. There was no Russian involvement. There what? was no I, – I, I do not think there was any Russian involvement with Home Alone 3. <laughs> Wait, if you look it up, I'm pretty sure they say Russian – something or another. International thieves, maybe. Russian thieves. There was no collusion. There's something. They're working for the North Koreans in this movie. That it is definitely worked. There, that, yeah, yeah. It was, that, that was a part. Yeah. Because that's realistic. Mike, here we go. Here we go. How about this? This Cookie, kid has to outsmart. Cookie, North Koreans don't need to steal a fucking missile chip because Russia's just giving them it to them. Cookies, top four, number one. All right. No, wait, wait, wait. I wasn't even ready for that, Aaron. You I'm gave not, me the symbol. No, I was giving you four because I was, I was making a point. There are four international people, oh. thieves, whatever you want to call them. He has to outsmart all four. It's not just two. Okay. Correct. Uh, which, which makes it more realistic? No, which makes it him even greater than Kevin McAllister because he had to outsmart four people rather than two. 
I, so I don't, I don't get that logic, Cookie. He had to beat four people compared to beating two people. Yeah, but those two guys were like hard criminals. Like they were like <laughs> – they were the wet bandits. Yeah. They were the sticky bandits in the second movie. They can't even think of a name that they want to completely call themselves. What's the idea? They changed the name, so they changed their gimmick, brother. It's like when they went to WCW. Like they, they were WWF guys <laughs> for the longest time. They went to WCW. Okay, this, here's, here's something. Why don't I say this? They underestimate the little guy in this movie. That's they don't think he's capable of connecting a battery to a metal chair and frying someone's butt off. All right? Do you boomers see the parallel here? <laughs> the older generation underestimating the millennials. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> this my friends. Kevin McAllister is a millennial. Kevin McAllister is a millennial. He's an older millennial. There's a difference between older millennials and younger millennials. There is. There is. Yeah, we're better. Uh, whatever. Aaron, start the countdown. Cookies top four <laughs> Christmas edition. Number one. Here we go. Macaulay Culkin. He's your hero, right, Mike? Yeah, Aaron, sure. Colbert. One and two. They were okay movies. Can you guys name any other? Anything else? That Richie made? Rich. Now, Macaulay Culkin was in? Yeah, but so, okay. Besides son, Richie Rich, Richie Rich, Party Monster. That. Uh, that Party Monster. What was the one? Uh, My girl. You guys weren't supposed to, supposed to respond this quickly. <laughs> My punchline. Like the biggest star in America. <laughs> My punchline was that Macaulay Culkin's a crackhead. Like that was my. Well, I mean, like he could be. I think I think he was for a little bit there. Now he's back. He's a good follow on Twitter, social media. Oh, what? He's not. He's also he's a huge crackhead. wrestling fan. Yeah, big one. He is. Go ahead, shoot on him, smart cookie. <laughs> my boy Alex Lentz. He's the star of this movie, Home Alone Three. He went on to do another cookie favorite, Max Keeble's Big Move. <laughs> Great movie. Phenomenal movie. All right, for the younger millennial generation. Woo! That's one for the good guys. Go to number two. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you're telling me that you think that this guy is a bigger star <laughs> than Macaulay Culkin was. For my argument, 100%, okay? So your argument is just because this guy was in Max Keeble's big move. He's I a bigger call- star than Macaulay Culkin. If you went to any store in America and found a random person and asked them if they knew who Macaulay Culkin was, they would say yes. I don't even know that kid's name, Cookie. Now, who's the better role model, the crackhead Macaulay Culkin or Alex Lentz, the childhood star who's now – Are, are uh, we Again, you're getting off topic. We're talking about how terrible your movie is and not hey, – Hey, Cookie, don't, don't let him hate on you too much. I saw it in theaters. I had fun. What? Big? Max Keeble? No, uh, Home Alone 3. Uh, fun. He was, it, it was a funny movie. Macaulay Culkin was in Uncle Buck as well, and <laughs> the Page Master. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Look, here's what I'm saying. Go ahead. Well, no, no I, I was going to say there. this at the end. I would not be shooting this hard on Home Alone 3 if it wasn't called Home Alone 3. If it was Kid Get Sick or fucking nuclear missile silo shit. Whatever, yeah, cool. It's a fine movie in that regard. But don't link yourself. Don't go for the cheap pop to try to get the, the fucking, you know, the, the credit that Home Alone 1 and 2 created. What's that kid's, what's that actor's name? Alex Lenz. Uh, was he a part of Michael Jackson's posse? I don't think so. <laughs> all right, you got me there, all right? Yeah. You got me there. Number one, yeah. number one was a stretch, all right? So maybe it's zero, zero, okay? Maybe it's all zero, right. zero, zero. Zero, zero, okay, okay, zero, zero. Number two. 
iconic gifts that come from this movie. Alice, the Russian lady, getting run over with the car, leaving tire tracks on her face. Iconic GIF. I've never I seen used that, that last ever. week. I used that last week. Number two, how about the guy getting electrocuted and getting his butt blown off with the chair? Iconic GIF. I used that one today. All I'm saying. <laughs> Great gifts come from this movie, Home Alone 3. Can I say that guy's got beautiful eyes? He does. His he eyes are amazing. Eyes. Very blue. <laughs> Is that it? Just gifts? Yeah, gifts. Like gifts. Yes. Great gifts that come How about some quotes, Cookie? Merry Christmas, oh, you there. filthy animal. I'll get there. I'll get there. Don't wow, worry. what a hole. Number three. <laughs> Eat brick, kid. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Kevin, you're such a disease. <laughs> Number three, Cookie. The traps in Home Alone Three. I mean, my God! Talk about, <laughs> talk about cheap pops. Cheap the precocity pop. of this eight-year-old child is unheard of. My guy knew how to use a socket wrench. He knew how to use copper wire without getting electrocuted. He not only cranked up the riding lawnmower, but he figured out how to break down the trampoline in the backyard. Cookie, hitched it cookie, to the hold on, hold on. That wasn't. You talking about? Oh, how he moved the trampoline. I'm Never. getting there. I'm getting there. Right, right. Cookie, Mike, you, you, you know that this is not real life, right? Like, this, like they wrote. This, the this only kid reason, obviously did not know. The only reason this movie was in winter was for the trampoline spot. This whole movie could have been done in spring. I No, also the water hose stuff, too, because it was really cold. It was really cold. You can still put a water hose on somebody and fry their ass Does afterwards. it get that cold in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, 100%. All right, what about the electric yarn? Uh, the spray painted the, the spray painted the gun and then spray painted the bad guy in the eyes. I thought yeah, I, was- I saw that on a Juggalo documentary. I feel like the home alone spots were way more realistic. Well, what about Who hasn't stepped on an ornament? Who hasn't stepped on marbles? You can easily swing a paint can from the banister. A tarantula to the face? Yeah, that can happen. BB gun to the dick? Yeah. What There's no Rick way he's, you're going you're gonna to wire up. Cookie, you couldn't even wire up a, a, a punching, like a spring-loaded punching bag so you beanbag some dude in the balls. And then the issue I have, too, with the dumbbell waiter spot and the robot. Come on, man. There's no way that Dumb- thing's going to go four feet and post, poke that button right when it needs to. The dumbbell spot was genius, okay? He, he, snapped, he attached it to the line, and then the, what was it, the bookcase fell first. And then after the bookcase came the dumbbell, the dumbbells. Can, can I also ask one thing that, that, that really pissed me off? The remote control car? Well, oh. the fact that he had wireless video. How was he getting that video back watching? How about the entire thing where he's driving this thing two houses down and then all of a sudden he has an issue with it going out of range? Yeah. What, the, what kind of fucking range are you talking about? That set so many expectations that just got trashed as a child because you thought your remote control car was going to be able to go forever. It can't even go around the fucking room. Cookie, can First, I also say, that's not how parrots work. Parrots don't talk. Like, <laughs> like conversation. Yeah, like that, the parrot made me so mad throughout the whole, like the parrots like having conversations with this kid. Tell or nothing. The water hose. The water hose. <laughs> How about that? When he doused them with water, that's practical. It's cold outside. I, I'll give you that. Yeah, sure. Water. That's practical. All right. 
And what did Macaulay Culkin do? What did he do? He tied a paint can to the banister? Oh, ooh, he practical. did that. That's, that's super easy. He, ele- he, he electrocuted one person in the second movie. This guy electrocuted two or three times in the movie. He figured out how to use that stuff at a very young age. That is not insulting my intelligence. It shows me that an eight-year-old can do some of these things without <laughs> parental supervision. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's see here. What a breath of fresh air Home Alone 3 was. <laughs> <laughs> Score three for the good guys. Fresh air. You don't need fresh air after wholesomeness that is one and two. There is wholesomeness. Wholesomeness, Mike. He could have called the cops. Movie's over. Movie's over in the first one. Earlier, he could have called the cops. Number two, he shouldn't have got lost in New York. How do you get lost in New York? Because he got on the wrong plane. Okay, but it's very simple. You can't get lost in New York. It's a fucking. It's what you can go one over. Well, brother, I got on the wrong train yeah, once in New York. I was lost. The streets are numbered. The streets are numbered. Multiple times. The streets are numbered. This is. Come on now. <laughs> no. Dude. I think the idea was that he was not at home and he was lost in New York. Like literally dropped into New York. I've been so goddamn lost and you want to in talk New York about, with people who live in New York. Yeah, you want to talk <laughs> about ingenuitive and smart. This kid got from Newark over to Manhattan and then managed to check himself into the nicest hotel in the city. Yeah. Meet a future president. Yeah. <laughs> booked a hotel and, like, got the Hoover suite. Mike, are you supporting Trump? Because it sounds like you're supporting Trump. <laughs> <laughs> No, Ooh. I cringe every time. I cringe every time at that. Four three that for the good guys. <laughs> Cookie got you on that. No, wait, wait, Cookie, or is this you're not giving any honorable mentions? Oh, that's gonna be the last spot for this. All one. right, number four. There is no four. All I need is three. Home Alone three, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, can I have my rebuttal? I, no, he's he's got to do. His I'm still going. I, I was ready. just joking. So ready. I'll give you guys my favorite trap. How about this one? It's practical too, Mike. The mega block container filled with glue. Burglar steps in the mega block mega block containers. That's not how glue works. That's not how glue works. You can't get their feet out of the glue. You can't get their feet out of the glue. You guys can't see it. He's doing this. Yeah, I was trying. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's stuck in the glue, okay? Mind you, this is a child's movie, okay? So some things are going to be a little unrealistic. Guy gets stuck in the glue. He does a somersault down the stairs. He hits the washing machine. Hand gets gets stuck in the fucking mousetrap. Shoots his gun off. He hits the sewage line. There's shit everywhere. You didn't giggle? No one giggled at that? I thought that was hilarious. No. I'm not saying I didn't giggle at the trap spots. I'm not saying I didn't particularly enjoy the movie. I'm saying it's trash because it tries to link itself to the other home loans, and they are so far above and beyond where this movie is. Hmm. I got a rebuttal for that. <laughs> <in my opinion. laughs> I'm getting there. I'm working my way there. The field hockey stick to the dick. That could happen. That could definitely happen. And it produced one of the best lines, Mike. You smacked my winky. <laughs> I also, speaking of winkies, one of the lines early on in the movie how big is this kid's dick? Because it got cut, like, the toilet seat fell oh, on it yeah. multiple times. I'm like, that. Uh, I, I, I am an adult, and the toilet seat <laughs> has never fallen on my penis. Yeah, I don't know. It was meant for a black kid, but the, you see what happened. They had to change it out, you know what I mean? 
stereotypes and all that stuff. Oh, uh, right. Anyway, lawnmower to the dome scene. That was also a pretty good trap. That wasn't a lawnmower. Uh, that was a snowblower cookie. Was it really a snowblower? No, the, on going. <laughs> no. Anyway, whatever. I don't care. Um, at the end of the day, my guy, Alex, he saves the day. He thwarts the bad guys off. He gives up his jacket to Mrs. Hess. He's a role model. Not like that degenerate Macaulay Culkin, who's a junkie. He's a recovering junkie. <laughs> Alex's family no longer loathes him. The Air Force should basically give him the Purple Heart because he saved the day. And the parrot at the very end. Doing donuts with the mouse on the y'all didn't giggle at that. That wasn't wholesome. No, I, I was. I'm telling you, I hated the the parrot. Made me so angry. The bad guys getting chicken pox at the end. The guy with the shitty haircut. Yeah, yeah, those was, those, those are good spots. But it's a shit but, movie compared to the other two. All right, you know what? Let's go to my honorable mentions. I'm about to do. I it. thought that was your honorable mention. No, that was number four. You said no number four. I was joking about that. I was, I was joking. It's <laughs> got lawyered. Honorable mentions. The women are hotter. The mom's hotter. There's that hot Russian girl. She was hotter, yes. She was hot. Yeah. More attractive people. There's no pissing in the bed, cousin. That shit was disgusting. Kevin's <laughs> family was disgusting. <laughs> he, they, just men- they just mentioned that he does it. He didn't actually do it. He, he did pee at one point. No, he didn't. I thought he peed at one point in the first. I it was a no, staying in the bed. No, they they were warning him, and then they said they would find somewhere else for him to sleep. I thought when he got like stuck behind the chair, he peed. No, he just got squished. Okay. Home Alone Three hits most of the major points that the first two hit on, and I'll go through them really quickly. These are just some, Mike. All right, here's my final rebuttal. The end of my saga, right here. Home Alone Three. We got the boy who cried wolf complex. Okay. The oppression from older siblings. Uh-huh. The seemingly disgruntled who uh, neighbor who has to has some sort of demons in the closet that they have to overcome. Will they or man. won't they? Spoiler, of course they do. Traps. <laughs> period. Mom's a redhead. White child home alone. There's no black people in the whole movie. Look, I can go on and on, okay? But those move those things all coincide with the Home Alone saga. White child, Home Alone, period. I win. All five, right. five How cookies, many cookies? Five cookies and a Finn <laughs> Balor because this is the greatest movie that I've ever seen in my life. All right, we want to talk about greatest movies and all that sort of stuff. What I mean, it's all about the draw, brother. It's all about the draw. Home Alone yeah. 3, budget, $32 million. Box office, 79.1. Home Alone 2, budget, $28 million. Box office, $359 million. I knew he was going to go there. Home Alone, budget, $18 million. Box office, $477.1 million. Michael Jackson bought a bunch of those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I win five cookies in a big power. You big, dumb, Home Alone 3 hating knuckleheads. Well, that was some uh, something, <laughs> you know. I, uh, Talbert. Yeah. It's time for the high spot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tobert, I, oh, I assigned man. you a very special film. I, I figured that this would be a very good, so appropriate, high spot. Uh, Tobert, you got Santa's sleigh, starring the one and only Bill Goldberg, a Jewish man, <laughs> a Jewish man as Santa. Yes, and uh, yeah. So this is is this should be like Guar Santa Claus, yeah, you know. Yeah, this yeah. is I don't know. He's, He's a Viking Santa. Yeah. You know, most of our traditions come from Norse and Viking traditions, right. and they mix with the Christians and English. And this is the story touches on that. How a long time ago, um, Santa he didn't want to be so good. Uh, he actually is uh, was a spawn of the devil, <laughs> and you know he he lost a bet. There was a wager. He lost a bet, and. Um, Pretty much uh, a, a, a good angel said, hey, you have to be good for a thousand years delivering presents to right. boys and girls. And that sets the premise for this movie, kind of. Uh, but the movie starts off very juicy, very quick. Yes. Um, and, and you have a family having dinner. All a together. Jewish family. <laughs> every single person is Jewish in that part. And, uh, and they're dysfunctional. They're greedy. They're rich. The husband is cheating on the wife. You, you have all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and Santa comes down immediately and kills the whole family. Just slays Very them. gruesome. Within Very gruesome. three and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Opening scene comes down. The chi- I, I loved his entrance because the chimney explodes. It does. And it made me so happy. The dog, the little shitty dog runs up. <laughs> the Santa punts the dog. It goes <laughs> Into flying. Into the fan. Yeah, it goes flying. It made me laugh immediately. <laughs> He, he stabs the dad's hands to the table with the carving knives. Um, and then he uh, proceeds to slaughter the family one by one. Uh, there's a particularly interesting scene where he um, takes a mouthful of booze and spews it with a lighter onto Fran Drescher. Okay. Because she would go and get this out of the way. Yes, please. <laughs> please. I, I really want this. Is, yes, Cookie. I'm, I'm just so glad we're talking about this because Fran Drescher... <laughs> Good God. Can you, can you tell me what happened? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we had just finished at, at Cape Fear last night, closing down, cleaned her asses off, <laughs> having a shift beer, right? And texting, you know, checking my phone. Hadn't looked at my phone in hours. Mike is watching my movie. Who's coming up to the door? Oh, hey, Travis. I'm, I'm, I'm drunk tweet or drunk texting. Yes. While my play by play. Beers. He's, he's texting a play-by-play. And I've also, at the same time, I've been texting my wife because I've been working on there, right? Mike happens to mention how good Fran Drescher looks for her age. She looks great. She looks amazing. Her boobs were all pushed up and everything. Yeah, and so I went to text back. I, I don't have it pulled up exactly, but... Oh, I, I, I do. I do. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand we, by. I can pull need, this up exactly. We need so I text Mike word. this message. I think it was, those tits are popping. <laughs> Dude, those tits were popping. No lie. I got boners from the nanny back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I got I boners <laughs> from the nanny back in the day. Boners from the nanny. <laughs> Right, right. You don't know that it was about Fran Drescher. And then all of a sudden I see WTF. Yeah. So I actually text that to my wife, <laughs> which she responds, what the fuck? 
in. I've had to explain that all day today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, is she giving you, was it like really awkward when you saw her? No, I mean, she knows me. Like, she knows and loves me. And she knows exactly who I am. So it was not awkward. It was like, sorry, babe. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was wrestling the, podcast chat. You shouldn't talk like that. <laughs> talk. Yeah. But, I mean, I was young. It was always on. <laughs> the, the nanny. I mean, she was, was a hottie. About. His response yeah. after the WTF and he realized that he sent it to his wife was, ha ha, that was wrestling podcast chat. I explain later. <laughs> I explain later. <laughs> I mean, I'll explain later. But anyway, um, that's damage control. That is. That is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he torches Fran Dresser and then drowns her in a vat of eggnog. Mm. And that's how the movie starts. Yeah. It is, uh, it's insane. Uh, we, we cut to the scene of uh, two kids, our main characters, uh, closing up shop in a Jewish deli on Christmas yeah. Eve. And uh, what, what was his name? Mark or Nicholas. We got Nicholas and we got Mary, the two... Uh, you know, uh, Mary uh, looked very familiar. She was on Lost. Lost. Yeah, she really? was like Claire on yeah, Lost. Yeah, one of the main characters on Lost. So they're closing up shop, uh, uh, and, uh, and the shopkeeper gives them their gifts, the Jewish shopkeeper, after he has a, a run-in with a very crass old lady that uh, made me laugh a lot. Um, it was awesome. We've got a lot of insults, a lot of cursing, and a lot yeah. of death right up front, right up front. Um so we get our second shot of Santa going down the road and we get the first shot of his sleigh and it looks like a Viking warship. Mm. Santa's hat looks like Viking uh, a helmet attire and a white buffalo pulls his sleigh and he runs this meat old lady off the road. And on from there. Well, he gave he gave the line. It was 2005. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Ludacris was very big. <laughs> Move, bitch! Get out the time. Way. I, didn't, I didn't put that together. I mean, I knew where it came from, but I guess yeah, yeah it was 2005. Yeah. Also, surprised I've never seen this movie before. You, I did, I was very surprised you never had saw no this. idea. This seems like something you'd put on at the bar on of the course, TV screen. Of course, this is very much a, a Cape Fear Beer One movie. Yes, yeah. So th- this sets the tone for the movie. Santa's back for revenge. It's a a murderous rampage. He ain't playing. <laughs> So uh, we get a little story development with our two main characters. Uh, turns out the, the main lad, Nick, his, uh, his grandpa's crazy, always has been, looked down upon by the community. And he tries to get in his door. It's a series of locks to even get in. And right off the bat, we know this guy's crazy. The house is a fortress, right? Right. Um, and we get a little scary scene where it's all dark and, uh, you know, he goes down to the basement. Grandpa creeps up on him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, Grandpa? He's like, oh, I'm working on the bunker. Why do you need a bunker, you ask? And then uh, we get into it. He's got the ancient book, this ancient Norse book uh, that tells a tell, and that's how we learn the story. Um, apparently, they have Norwegian roots, and Santa's coming. Uh, and so he does. He continues on a murderous fucking rampage. Uh, he kills a bunch of carolers in front of the house. Uh, after they have a run-in with him on the road, he starts chasing him, and... Uh, yeah, the, the, you're not going to talk about the strip, strip club. club scene where the, the oh, preacher went it. to the strip club. I'm, I'm getting to okay. that. Is it before or after this? I don't no, know. That was I way before. This, I was well before the like three times. Anyway, uh, Santa goes on a murderous rampage all over town, including killing carolers, chasing people around. He does go to a strip club to have a little bit of fun. Uh, and we also find the preacher there, the preacher, the local preacher, which is another funny scene. 
collecting the offering and he <laughs> takes all the money uh, from the church Christmas Eve service and takes it to the strip club. Yeah. And he's rallying off their names. He is. <laughs> That's pretty the good. Deceased at the strip club. This is after Santa shows up, kills the bouncer, kills everybody. Uh, you think he's going to save the strippers? And, and we get full on, we get full on boobs in this. Well, <laughs> by the way, this is, I mean, straight up 80 slasher style. We get full on tits and Santa kills everybody. You think he's going to save the strippers because he likes them, you know, or even kisses one of them. Uh, but no, yeah, like he, open mouth kissed one. Of them. Yeah, but he just burns the whole place down. He burns them all to death and uh, continues on the rampage. And then we find out that, uh, you know, uh, Nicholas's grandfather is actually, uh, an old Norse saint, apparently. I don't know. He's been around for thousands of goddamn years. And uh, he's the one that put this curse or whatever bet upon Santa. Um, and we think we're going to have a face-off with them battling. But no, Santa just pretty much kills him immediately. Right. They get away on a, on a snowmobile. Yeah. Um, Santa chases them. Uh, we end up in town that they're trying to make for us. Santa goes on more murderous rampage. Uh, and the whole time, his female sidekick is obsessed with guns, and uh, her dad hunts, and they end up at the hunting club with all the local rednecks. Mm. And Santa's flying in to finish him off, and someone shoots him with a goddamn bazooka mm. <laughs> and blows him up. Uh, we think that's it. All right, story over. Day is saved. Everyone go home, celebrate what's left of Christmas, and clean up all the blood all over town. Mm. We get a beautiful shot of, uh, of Santa, mm. a.k.a. Bill Goldberg, and a West Coast Choppers <laughs> leather jacket. Right. Walking up to the service counter. Yeah. Trying, just trying to get on my flight. Going to the North Pole. Right. And uh, she goes, do you have any bags to check? And he goes, yeah, just my sack. <laughs> <laughs> and all tough, he squeezes him between two old ladies and just waits for his flight back home. Because I guess he got blown up, but he is Viking Santa. I guess a little magic. He yeah. Reformed somehow. Yeah. Uh, I did like the shot how they have his bu uh, buffalo over the hood of the car for the blow mm. up of the Zuka. Crazy fucking movie, though, man. It uh, was, it was, for the, we, we know, we talked about storylines. I'm little, not a big uh, fan of, of shit that goes zero to 100 and stays like that, you know, when it comes yeah. to wrestling. I love this movie, though. I, it's definitely zero to hundred. It's paced like that the whole time. <laughs> it's just like wham, bam, 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 bam. One of the things that you you left out, and I thought that this was such an important thing. You find out that his grandfather was actually an angel. One, yeah, he was an angel. He gets killed, and he comes back and has a contest with Bill Goldberg at the local that's right hockey yeah, rink. Oh, curling, yeah. and they have a curling contest. And if uh. If he loses, then he has to spend the rest of eternity in hell. No, it's another thousand years. The first bet was for a thousand. This no, no, no. The angel has to spend uh, his eternity okay. in hell. Um, and, and Bill Goldberg opens up a portal to hell in the middle of this hockey rink. Boy, howdy. I was dude, so into this. So we, we can't not mention this as well. So there is – the kid does work for a Jewish deli. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we end back up at the Jewish deli where Goldberg – Stabs the business owner with a menorah and pins mm. him to the wall. Yeah. Um, and as he's leaving, he passes a bunch of Hasidic Jews on the street and he just kind of grunts at them, gives them their dirty look and keeps walking. Yeah. Does not kill them. No. Um, yes, Cookie. Uh, Tober, can you just go over one Debo being in the movie? 
Oh yeah, oh, we forgot Tiny yeah. Lister was in this. Yeah, he was uh he was the uh the brief shopkeeper, the gas station attendant. Yes, new to town. Uh, yeah, which this scene did not even need to be. I this scene no. made no sense. He walks in to buy a pack of gum, is like, We ain't got no gum. You got this nicotine gum. And the kid literally buys nicotine gum and leaves him the change. He's like, All right. Yeah, like it was it was interesting. I'm new to town. RIP Tiny Lister. This film is very um, when when I found out I looked at like where it was made. It's a Canadian film. Yes, and it feels very Canadian throughout. Oh, we have to mention the name of the town is Hell. Yeah, everyone lives in Hell, mm. uh, wherever it is. But all right, great movie. Watch you enjoyed it. it. Fill uh, up with the family. Gra- grab the kids. Settle down with a nice hot cup of uh, cocoa and watch Santa's sleigh. Uh, oh, also, Bill Goldberg does do his patented spear through the deli counter. Yeah, he does. Before he uh, right. kills the Jewish shopkeeper. <laughs> Tobert, hit me with your haiku. All right. Goldberg is a Jew. <laughs> As Santa, he'll kill you. Christmas, you can't hide. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> You're welcome. That sums it up. That sums it up completely. It's it's Santa's sleigh. Find it on the Peacock app. It's on Amazon Prime as well. Really? It is. Was it free? I think so. Oh, there you go. If you guys need anything to watch, you can watch Santa with Muscles. That's on YouTube. You can watch, uh, yeah, that is on YouTube because nobody cares about the copyright yes. of that thing because it made no. $0 back in the day. You can watch Home Alone 3, not a Christmas movie as we established, but a very important film to the uh the childhood of one christopher <laughs> harris that and uh, or christian baby. harris excuse me and then uh tobert santa slay there we go it has been a very special <laughs> edition of two dollar steak a pro wrestling podcast we're gonna eat some pizza we're gonna congregate a little bit we're gonna watch some tlc until next time thank you for listening to two dollar steak a pro wrestling podcast.